0: Face. episode starts now. Welcome to the program. We got a uh, lots to talk about today. I'm your host friend Dave today by Captain America.
1: We're not doing we're not doing Halloween. What? Oh, oh, all right. Cool, solid. What's I up everybody? Think,
0: I think you need to Yeah, I think you're the only person who's ever come to this so so, so show so stylish. Well, I'll say that Thank
2: three you. times fast.
0: Aaron Freeman is He's here, here ladies and gentlemen. We also have Chris Killian joining us on this fine Wednesday.
2: Man, if I didn't know we could wear costumes, I'd have done that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, we, we were worried about letting you find out. Yeah, I clearly. I uh, I would have loved that. You should have told me. I'd, I'd have got all gussied up for it. We We never know what you would have shown up in, Chris. That's
0: the... That's it. We got Jenna Anderson on the program.
3: Hey, everybody. We really should have made this a costume party. Like in hindsight, Aaron was galaxy brain over here. I I don't know why the rest of us didn't do this. This is awesome. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'll be honest. The only reason I'm not celebrating it more is because I didn't think of it myself. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Welcome to episode 42. I want to thank everybody who came to the quarantine watch party of Spider-Man 3 last night and watched Tobey Maguire dance down the street. Uh, It really made me excited for this uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I really hope we get to see that that Raimi-verse continued in one way or another, like what happened next, because that trilogy just like ends. Right, Chris, I know you're going to want to weigh in on this. Like, doesn't that trilogy just kind of
2: like end abruptly? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, for all the crap that Spider-Man 3 gets, it's really not a bad movie. It's like it, it's not as good as one and two, but it's over. It's like over stuff. But there are some great stuff. There, there's good stuff in Spider-Man 3.
0: There's some really good stuff, but so many parts of that movie make me feel like it's like theme park ride type stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the CGI on Sandman gives me like vibes of like the mummy at Universal Orlando (laughs) stuff like that. But but for a movie that came out when it did, I mean, the CGI is pretty, pretty impressive. I remember as a kid being pretty impressed by that stuff. I wasn't even a kid anymore. I was a teenager. Same thing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, that's uh, I hope we get to peek back into that because those that franchise just kind of ended and they were going to do Spider-Man four. Mm-hmm. and then they didn't. Uh, we also got the Lightyear trailer. Did you guys watch the Lightyear trailer this morning?
3: It is amazing. Like, it had no right to be that good. Like, I, I tweeted, this is the most excited I've been for a Pixar movie in, like, a decade. Like, honestly. I it, Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear is the weirdest casting ever, and I am so here for it. Like, this movie is just going to be awesome.
1: I think it looks dope. Everybody on Twitter is just really, really confused because he has hair. Mm-hmm it's very very strange like i was laughing very hard i'm like what that's what we're all like glomming on to not the rest of it okay all right
2: <laughs>
0: oh, chris, chris.
1: you muted big fella
0: oh, oh chris oh, no. went to unmute himself and he just removed himself from the chat entirely anyway that's a bummer. We hate to see that. We're gonna move on because Chris just exiled himself from Phase Zero altogether by accident. He Irish combined. Uh, he's just
3: he's yeah. Just that's
0: yeah. The, he's, he is Irish. He's got right. You know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, all right. We're gonna move on. We got some MCU news. When Chris comes back to the show, he really enjoyed Eternals. So the two of us are gonna kind of spar because I only liked it and he loved it. So we're gonna talk about the differences there. Uh, And the Eternals reviews that have come up completely spoiler free. We're saving that for later in the show because I know some people don't want to hear about Eternals anymore until they see it. And I respect that. So we're going to get through all the news first. Starting with Spider-Man No Way Home updates. Woo! A photo of Doc Ock really taking it to Spidey has surfaced. It's an Empire magazine. I don't think the magazine comes out until tomorrow. I think somebody, like, got photos of it. But we're talking about it today. So uh those doc ock legs are all wrapped around seemingly peter parker spider-man in the iron spider suit on that bridge scene from the trailer i'm not buying it all right first of all sell 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 i don't take it that is not real i have no i uh, look if i'm wrong i'll eat all my words here i don't believe that peter parker Tom Hollins, Peter Parker, is on that bridge in an Iron Spider suit. Something of that equation is not true. Either he's not wearing the Iron Spider suit, it's a different Spider Man. The whole thing is a lie. I don't know. Uh, Maybe my hat's a little too tight. Jenna, what do you think of
3: that? I've been in agreement, like, ever since the first trailer of, like, because I know I had mentioned it when we talked about the trailer at the time of, like, the Hello Peter kind of could take a different context if it is the Peter that Alfred Molina actually knows and not just Tom Holland Peter. So I've been in that camp, too. Like, I definitely think it's possible. There's something about that scene that is not adding up. I also, we need to acknowledge the meme photo that they put out like late last week of the running away, because like that, the CGI on that too, feels like this was kind of slapdash together a to make a meme and B to hide the fact that there might be like a different costume or a different something else going on there. So yeah, something's definitely up.
0: I mean, I just go back to the fact that like Spider-Man was in the civil war scenes, but they took him out of every scene. Like they can manipulate (laughs) this stuff. Spider-Man suits are completely CGI. Yeah. So especially in like those action sequences. So I I'm not buying that uh that that's that all that's
1: real. Aaron, you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Every everybody's got such PTSD from all the fake outs. <laughs> like they're the Marvel Studios pump fakes forever. Like they just this is Hey, I'm back. Sorry. Oh, hey. Hey, there's Chris. Uh <laughs> so like Infinity War none of that happened like literally yeah wakanda Wakanda, the weird amount of infinity stones on the gauntlet (laughs) all this stuff so like i when brandon said that i'm like oh boy oh it's so plausible that i'm like oh i i'd buy it i would they've been doing this for years too back in 2014 they had a trailer for
0: guardians of the galaxy where uh star lord beat up those aliens with karath and said take that ninja turtle and it wasn't Um, even in the movie so there's been there's been all kinds of stuff like that that they've been doing for years, and now they just have us all guessing. They have us right where they want us. Uh, also, we have confirmation that race Ifans. I oh god, I, I wish I could say that guy's name. Reese Ifans, Rhys Ifans, Ifans. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna stop before I do it even worse. The kicker from the from the replacements, is definitely in Spider-Man No Way Home as Lizard. Uh, and we also have Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman to make Reese Race Rise feel better. I'm going to say Tomas Haidan Church uh, is back. And also, Jamai Folks is playing Electro. These are all confirmed in the uh, Empire magazine. And, you know, it's not even... I feel like this stuff isn't even exciting anymore because like we've all known it and now we just know it. So it's still cool though. You know, anybody excited by this? Lizard two twenty six.
3: Confirmed. Yep. Confirmed.
2: Put it on a t-shirt. As long as Rhino's not in it, I'm fine with it. (laughs) That's all. Ah. Sorry. Sorry. That, that Rhino was trash.
3: I Paul, <laughs> Paul Giamatti deserves a second chance. This like, is not Paul has, Giamatti's not
2: fault. I like I like <laughs> Paul Giamatti. I want to clarify that it is not Paul's fault, but that Rhino was garbage. Listen, listen, that man was in every just, trailer and he we got
0: killed can't. by a sewer grate in two minutes. <laughs> I uh,
2: I do think <laughs> I mean look I mean obviously they're trying to do right by the villains. I mean they're giving Electro yellow lightning. I mean so. You know, I'm not against Paul Giamatti getting another chance if they're going to actually do it right. But if they're going to do that, want to see him as a rhino? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want a Paul Giamatti full CGI rhino. (laughs) Aaron, what were you going to say?
1: I'm just the the. Empire cover that dropped last week. Now oh, has yeah. us all scrambling. Cause thank goodness they, they like announced that these three guys are in it. So you can keep track of our rotating lineup of all the villains <laughs> that are in this movie. Cause we just don't know. Like the the Mephisto, I mean like that Mephisto a bad four letter word in this podcast. <laughs> um, the Mysterio helmet that was on the cover sent all of us and Jim Viscardi into a like day long argument on Twitter last week about him being a part of this too. And we haven't heard anything about that, but it's clearly on the cover. I don't know what's going on anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah but do you it's think it's from the, 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 the aftermath of everything like Mysterio just kind of being a part of the story. I mean, he, he, he essentially, you know, gets the, the, the ball rolling there with Peter's identity. What if this isn't even a six or six and it's just five of them?
3: I see. I'm in the opposite camp. I think there's going to be more than six villains. I think if we get a sinister six, there might be like some rotating in the roster over the course of the movie. Because like at this point, the possibility, like the number of villains who could be in this movie, is way more than six. So if we do get most or all of them in this movie, there's going to have to be some turnover.
0: We're going to get a Mysterio who's really from another universe, and he's going to be like, "I'm from another universe," and everyone's going to be like, "You." We've uh, <laughs> <laughs> done that one before uh, Alright, we're gonna move on oh, Also, the Spider-Man No Way Home Trailer 2 apparently was classified By the Korean government, so it's ready for Release there, that's what the internet would have you Believe, I never know Like Sometimes when these trailers get classified, they drop A minute later, sometimes we don't see Them for like six months, but you know, something to hold on to if you're really hoping for a Spider Man trailer. But we're going to move on to another piece of news. Very exciting stuff happening in yeah. the MCU.
3: So, this was a thing that had been, I think, like rumored or speculated um, about in recent weeks, but it was basically confirmed by the man himself. Um, Bill Murray is going to be in the cast of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, he let this slip to the German newspaper interviewer, Patrick Heidman, and people through Google Translate were able to figure out that he basically said, like, I worked with Peyton Reed and I'm in Ant Man 3. Um, Who do we think he's going to play? Because I have one theory, which is Time Master, who's like kind of an obscure Ant-Man villain, who if you look up a picture of him, you can visualize Bill Murray playing this man. Like, it would be pretty easy to picture him kind of in the fold of that. So what do y'all think?
2: I would honestly be okay if he's just Bill Murray. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another Zombieland
0: moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see uh, Scott Lang come in like Woody Harrelson and be like Bill freaking Murray. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I I really don't know who he could play. But I mean, I think it's funny that he's you know got Groundhog Day in the bag, and this is going to be a time travel movie. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, I, I, I Jenna, your guess is better than anything I'll have. So Aaron, you got anything? The Kangs are predisposed to having a random figurehead to be the bad guy and then dropping it at the end. Like, "haha, it was actually me. Um, <laughs> so that actually does make a ton of sense, Jenna. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've
3: also seen some people say he could be Scott's dad, which like I would be OK with that. But I think there's like a, a number of Ant-Man villains that he could play instead. Like, I think there's something more fun you could kind of do there. Or you could just have him be himself. Like at this point, anything goes.
0: Well, the thing about him playing Scott's dad is that in the, in that interview, Mm -hmm. he, first of all, I can't imagine sitting across from Bill Murray and interviewing him for something and him just being like, yeah, I'm in a Marvel movie. I'd be like,
3: (laughs) uh,
0: because that's just huge news. And so he went on to say, like, he's like, I never wanted to do a comic book movie. I never have to do another one after experiencing this one. So like Scott Lang's dad seems like a character who would be back again, but, uh, Perhaps not. I don't know. I don't know. I like uh, casually cosplaying, saying Bill Murray as Galactus. No, <laughs> I don't support that. I don't support that. Uh, but Viscardi Vendetta getting dark in the comments, Jim Viscardi, saying unless he dies as Scott Lang's dad. Wow, Jim, you had to take it there. This is mm-hmm. why you're jailed, Jim. All right. All right. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. We, we got more news. Can
1: we please mention the weird logo? Can we please yes. mention Ant-Man the Wasp? Ooh, <laughs> as uh, Nat said. Oh, God, Layla.
0: Delightful. I saw somebody uh, on Twitter referred to that as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, and then it had the the picture of Michael Brooker from the beginning of the first Guardian saying, <laughs> <laughs> to the guy in the shop. That's pretty much he named it there. Yeah, that is a weird ass logo, man. I don't know that's that's a bunch of O's, some big O's, little O's, and O's with lines coming off of them and and everything of the sort. anyway, all right, <laughs>
1: okay. So um, the story of Marvel Studios, the making of the Marvel Cinematic Universe dropped last week, and there's just a a torrential downpour of nuggets in it. Um, Highly recommend if you can go snag a copy. There's all sorts of stuff in there that's just from all of the movies, just weird tidbits, things we didn't know. One of the most important things we probably didn't know is that Kevin Feige called all hands on deck among the Marvel Studios executive producers for a planned retreat to get Spider-Man back before Amazing Spider-Man 3 went into production. And in the book they say, uh, with no time to spare, Feige announced an all-hands-on-deck situation. Every executive producer at Marvel Studios had to be a part of a secret two-day-long offsite retreat held in a rented hotel space in Santa Monica. No one else at Marvel Studios was told about what they were doing, just that it was a get-together in that closed room. Two questions were posed. If there was an opportunity to broker some kind of deal with Sony, how would it work? And if they leveraged something like a five-picture deal, what stories would they want to tell? So they were really serious about getting Spider-Man back in the MCU. Yeah, it's almost got mafia vibes to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) See, I was just thinking of like we have so many movies about Hollywood stuff of like behind the scenes deals of like we have Mank about the entirety of writing Citizen Kane. It's like can we get a movie decades from now that is just like Sony and Marvel Studios dealing with Spider-Man. Like you you deal with this two day retreat and you deal with like the month where we thought Spider-Man wasn't going to be in the MCU anymore and you just like track all of that because it I want to be a fly on the wall when this retreat was being held because it just seems like it would have been so fascinating.
2: If we yeah. don't wait decades we could actually finally get Martin's Squ- to do a marvel movie (laughs) listen is that something we really need at this point
0: i think he could make a hell of a marvel movie but with all that that the drama that comes with that (laughs) the memes would be relentless i saw Layla in the comment section ask what the book is called it's called the story of marvel studios the making of the marvel cinematic universe and while aaron was describing that all i just ordered the book on amazon because I just, I don't have it yet. I've just been reading these excerpts that like we've been writing in like MCU Direct and everybody's been pulling out these nuggets. There's so many. I got to say this book and uh, all these little bits that I've seen online, I'm really surprised how like act- there's actually like substance to this book. Like good, interesting, revealing, fresh, honest content about this history that you're not really like it's not, a, this isn't like a sh- shade or a dig at Marvel. Like you just aren't used to them being open and forward about this kind of stuff. They like to keep the stuff themselves. They keep the secrets, the processes, and then they you just see what comes out. And now it's like, they're being pretty honest that they really went after Spider-Man.
2: They're well, being honest, pretty honest about filmmakers almost quitting. Go ahead. Greg. I, I got to say though, that I thought the same thing. I was like very surprised that they were being as transparent as they are. in in a lot of the excerpts that I've read from the book, But it also makes me wonder, like, maybe they're not being honest. Like, how much more, like, salacious dirt could there be if they're giving us this much stuff? Like, maybe it gets worse and we don't know that.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's more. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that we'll never hear about and stuff and all that kind of thing. But it's it's, it is it is for like you. I've read so many Marvel encyclopedias and histories of this. And it's nothing that we don't know already from from knowing the ins and outs of what's said on the internet, which is interesting. But I always wonder, like I saw, I saw something on the, on the comments on one of our phase zero tweets. Uh, like we tweeted something about um, Avengers age of Ultron's director, which is Joss sweeter And I purposely left his, I left his name out of the tweet because he seems to be a pretty garbage person. And so I, if somebody responded. It was just like, what, uh, it makes you wonder if, if, or it might've been about Gal Gadot or something, but somebody responded was just like, I wonder, you know, if Joss acted this way on the set of Avengers and Avengers age of Ultron, and they just decided get rid of them. Cause they, Marvel just hasn't talked about Joss Whedon or to Joss Whedon at all since Ultron, right? Not that I'm aware of. And you, it makes you wonder like how much stuff maybe do we not know? And uh, that's just a speculation that I don't really want to start uh, or, or think about, you know, where people mistreated like Gal and Ray were on justice league on the set of Avengers. But uh yeah, that's Well,
2: people have pointed out that like when all the stuff with Joss went down that nobody uh you know, none of the Avengers were exactly coming to his rescue or his defense, you know. So and that's and that in itself is very telling. So Yeah,
0: I mean like when when the internet was coming for Chris Pratt, all of the superheroes were like, "Hey, we know Chris." No James was...
2: Gunn. I mean yeah, and James, James Gunn.
0: Gunn. Yeah, and when it, when it went for Joss Whedon, they were all probably like Well, I mean we yeah (laughs) you know yeah but yeah um uh jim said joss also trashed marvel pretty bad post age of ultron i don't really remember that i don't know i i probably have this somewhere in the logs of my marvel memory but i (laughs) uh there's so much in there that maybe i just didn't even i deleted
2: this file to make room
0: for another Um but we're gonna move on to another piece of news and chris chris this is uh this is coming from you from that book
2: Yeah. So apparently in the book, they also explained how they went overboard trying to kill Planet Hulk movie expectations because in Avengers Age of Ultron, the original version of the story had Hulk going into space. But Feige didn't want to have Planet Hulk rumors start. So they redid it and had Nick Fury save his ship, uh, which was last seen on Earth. And the next time uh, that he saw the director of Age of Ultron, Feige had to tell him that Hulk went to space for Thor Ragnarok. Uh, So that's 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 it. That's the that's the juice. That is kind of funny that that happened that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like,
0: cause it's funny that back in 2015 I knew that these sort of things would happen and it really makes me wonder. Why did he let that aerospace engineer thing happen? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's so weird with Age of Ultron, like all of the things that we almost got in that movie, like the amount of speculation or just like canon that it could have brought Of Like we could have gotten Captain Marvel for the first time. We could have gotten like Ant-Man and the Wasp like in the first Avengers movie. Zoe like,
0: Deschanel as the Wasp. <laughs> exactly.
3: Like the amount of things that like we almost had happen in the MCU, but we like just barely dodged them. It's like, it doesn't surprise me that Planet hulk was a part of that but then even then we kind of got planet hulk anyway so it all worked out in the end
0: that's true that's true everybody if you're watching on the twitch here our comment section is a lot of fun right now uh if you're new to the show welcome to phase zero we do this every wednesday make sure you uh like and subscribe and follow the twitch comic book twitch channel and all that good stuff we're actually I'm, i'm actually gonna figure out if i have the equipment to stream a video game because I got the Guardians of the Galaxy game and I'm gonna do a stream. I just don't know if that's at our house or my house.
2: Or, I gotta uh, say the about the Guardians game, I was not gonna. I I did not look excited. It didn't look good to me at all. And uh, but now all these reviews are coming out, and this is like it's like it sounds like a really fun game.
3: It's incredible. So, it is is so it? So much I'm fun. gonna have to yeah. try it
2: out because I really wasn't impressed with the trailers. But wow. and and I also didn't like Avengers the game. I oh. just. I couldn't get into it and uh, it just got so redundant after a while. But this Guardians game sounds amazing.
3: No, it is a completely different type of game than the Avengers game and like for the better. Like it is almost shocking that like the same sort of company made them both. But like it, it is so much fun. Like I, I have, the- <laughs> I have been playing. No, I've been playing it basically for the past like day and a half. So I highly recommend it.
0: Jim says the Avengers is dog water. He's <laughs> it's speaking gamer language now. Your dog water. Your your, your, your mom helps you shower. Uh, those are some of the best. Uh, best insults on (laughs) online. Uh, But yeah, I I enjoy the Avengers. That said, I only enjoyed it enough to play for two and a half hours.
2: Mm -hmm. So So you didn't uh, enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Well, that's two and a half hours is pretty long of a story mode for me on a game that is not the last of us because I am very much an online gamer. I like playing against other people in snackable Rocket League Fortnite type arenas. (laughs) A uh, story mode. My my attention span runs out real fast, real, real, real fast. But um, yeah, I think I'll get through Guardians. I'm going to start it tonight, and then I think tomorrow we're going to do a stream here. So if you're following us on Twitch, you'll be notified. All right. Also, I'll tweet it out because I know you guys <laughs> bad at the Twitch notification. I'm just kidding. You guys are the best audience in the world, and we love you for it. We got more news. The Russos almost quit Marvel Studios. So there is this, there. This is this I find to be very interesting. And it really enlightens you to the process of Marvel Studios. They have the the creative committee and all that stuff. So in Civil War, the Russos, Anthony and Joe, if you don't know, they wanted to have Captain America and Iron Man fight at the end of the movie. Right? That seems like the only logical outcome. That's what happens in the comics. Uh, It has to happen if you're going to have a movie called Civil War. The creative committee was like, "Nah, we don't want that. Have the Avengers come together and fight Zemo. Can you imagine a version of Civil War where Iron Man and Captain America did not actually fight each other at the end of the movie? We, I think that movie would be hot Garbo. I probably would have seen it and been like, that was pretty fun. But I'm glad I didn't have to go through that because I like what we got. You needed that fight. When the creative committee tried to veto the fight, the Russos were like... We'll leave. We'll we'll be out, yo. We'll peace out. And they were like, all right, fine. You can do your thing. I'm so happy they did that. I find it so interesting that the creative committee has input like that. And apparently, they say in the book, that sort of input from the creative committee is not common. At least at the time, it wasn't common. I'm really curious. I would love to hear, you know, if other filmmakers could be this honest, how often has that happened to a Marvel movie where the creative committee is like, well, we actually, we don't want to take, we don't want to do this thing. We want to Put this other thing in there, like how uh, Avi Arad took the vulture out of Spider-Man 3 and replaced him with Venom. I wonder how many times the the producers or other people get involved in that is the outcome. Um, But yeah, that 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 other that alternate ending of Civil
2: War would have been (laughs) uh, Garbo. It would have been nothing. Uh, Baron (laughs) Zemo was like, I mean, the whole thing was the brilliance of his plan. He's not a, a Captain America and Tony teaming up against him. It would have been over in two seconds. It would have been super boring.
0: Yeah, it's it. Jim says Jim says that whole creative committee intervention happens more than you think. But then you have people like James Gunn who very outwardly are like, we get to do whatever we want. And it's like, is that it for everybody? Are you just kind of saying that? I believe you, James, but
2: do I? Well, James is also like, I mean, he's very well-rounded with like writing the scripts and I, and, and, and and the storyboards and all that. I mean, James is so involved in the process. I wonder if maybe they are a little bit more hands off because of that but then again they also sort of adopted his his style i feel like after guardians won, i mean and, and so maybe they were just so impressed with that that they leave they leave james alone i don't i don't know but i could see that being the
0: important case. note from the comment section the committee is gone now they were disbanded in 2015
3: mm-hmm.
0: see
3: ya. i will just I, say before oh wait I'll, I'll say one thing and then aaron you can go like i I think it also depends on like how much the movie has to do with the future of the MCU. It's like, I think Gunn was probably able to kind of do his own thing to an extent because the Guardians until Infinity War were kind of disconnected from the larger MCU. But like when you have Captain America and Iron Man and you're potentially like, do we have them fight or do we have them not fight? Like That does have repercussions. We saw that it took until Endgame for them to even be on speaking terms again. So it's like, I can understand how it might have to do with like what the larger narrative of the universe is.
0: I also found it, saw an interesting bit in the book that I didn't include in the notes, so I don't have the full quote, but one of the, another thing from that book is that Foggy wanted all of the original Avengers to die in Endgame. I'm kind of like, Foggy, listen, bro, we trust you. And Foggy <laughs> we trust, right? Except on this one, bro. Come on, you're going to kill Thor? You're
2: it was already kill- a little forced, I think, that the snap took away everybody but the original Avengers, so yeah. killing off the original Avengers, all of them, that also would have would have come across as incredibly forced to me.
0: But I mean, the only ones left at that point were Thor and Hawkeye, right? Like, cause black widow died. RIP. I mean, yeah, died. yeah. Captain, Captain America.
2: Was... Yeah. Sort of, but
0: Hulk. Oh, Hulk. Yeah. Hulk, Hulk yeah.
3: technically. Yeah. But
1: uh, I mean, you could have Hawkeye, I guess,
3: <laughs> but no, Aaron, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say, I paired when we read this in the rundown, I was like, I paired that with the, I wanted to kill off all the original Avengers and just do a Transformers the movie with <laughs> Infinity War, where all your favorites I, are gone in the first 15 minutes. Like, you know, that's crazy. I, people, people went crazy for the ending of it regularly, just with like Spider-Man dying and T'Challa and Falcon and like Scarlet Witch and everything. Could you imagine walking out of the theater and they kill all of the original <laughs> set? Like, it would have been insane. People would have well, been so mad. Thanks to What If, we kind of know what that's
2: like now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, watching the true.
2: Avengers die over and over again. Did you guys see the, uh, the the Infinity Ultron by
0: Hot Toys that dropped this morning? No. Oh, I'm going to pull up this photo here. My goodness, I'm not going to buy it strictly because i have used to buy What If figures that are like $200 or $300. But, uh, Oh, wait, I tweeted it myself, not Phase Zero. If you're not following Phase Zero, though, you should follow it on Twitter. Great MCU news source. Look at that thing. That is wow. a hot toy. Uh, it's kind of blurry. My <laughs> webcam sucks. I don't, I don't have that Zack Snyder junket cam going. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're going to take uh, a quick one-minute break. We have one more piece of news, and then we're going to get into some Eternals discussion. It's spoiler-free, but I know if you guys are tired of Eternals and don't want to hear anything about it, you just want to go experience it for yourself November 6th. We respect that. So let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back with some more. Welcome back to Phase Zero, episode 42 rolls on right now. I'm Brandon Davis, joined by Jenna Aaron and Chris We have one more piece of news. I actually also wanted to add one thing from the conversation earlier about the Russo brothers. They soft retired, according to the book, and they are expected to return. So let that sink in. All right, we got one more piece of news before we get to Eternals. Jenna, take us away.
3: Yeah, so um, Secret Invasion, there's been a lot of mystery around it of, like, who are all of these new cast members going to play? Um, According to a new report from MCU Direct, um, Killian Scott, who is one of the cast members for the series, is playing Fizz who is a member of the Skrull race who has mutant abilities, which are being able to change his size. And he went to Earth in the comics and stayed with Professor X and kind of helped fight the X-Men alongside a group of other Skrulls. So people are like, if he really is playing this character, we kind of could have an X-Men tie here. Like I could see them doing this character without having to really acknowledge that, but it is still kind of cool if he is in the fold. So what do y'all think about it?
2: I'm not super familiar with the character, but um, I feel like they could easily pull a Scarlet Witch situation, and yeah, and just not make him a mutant.
0: And that's, they just did that in Falcon and Winter Soldier with Selby. Selby. Like yeah. it's not like Selby is this very, very integral character in comics. Uh, but they they put her in Falcon and Winter Soldier. No mention of a mutant gene. I'm pretty sure she died in the first episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Was Selby a male character in comics?
3: I think so. I remember so yeah,
0: yeah, they're they're not a they're, yeah, they'll change a few things. They'll use characters as they want to use them. They'll fit them into the MCU stories. And it doesn't really matter, I don't think, if you take the mutant gene out of fizz. Uh but it would be cool if they left it there and I don't know, we just kind of have these characters that start popping up and having these weird abilities and then eventually discover oh they're mutant genes. Maybe that's I don't know. If if uh, you want that idea, Foggy, twenty dollars. All right. <laughs> secret Invasion could be really cool man that started filming i hope they start sharing some photos and stuff from that soon but there's so much in the mcu pipeline that i think it might be a minute before we see anything from that Mm -hmm. i just want some i just want a poster for spider-man no way home to be honest with you i don't ask for much but all right let's talk about Eternals. this will be a completely spoiler free conversation i promise you uh we know nobody likes spoilers And uh, they're out there. So if you drop them in the comment section, we will ban you from the chat. We will delete your comment. It won't have do much good for you or anyone else. So we like to keep our community very fun, welcoming, and uh, enjoyable for everybody. So Eternals, you heard Jamie and I talk about it on last week's show. We both kind of said, like, we liked it. We don't love it. It's okay. Jamie gave it a four out of five star review on comicbook.com. I gave it a six out of ten on Twitter Everybody lost their minds. I know I I pissed everybody (laughs) off with that one. Um, That said, I think uh, I I liked the movie. I did not like the movie. I certainly didn't love the movie. Um, I I watched it again after giving it that rating. I certainly liked it a bit more the second time around And I feel like I can't really explain why I liked it a little bit more the second time without spoiling something. So I think we're going to have a really interesting discussion after the movie comes out. But overall it's just to me it's not a movie that i want to watch over and over again and um yeah it has things i like but it's uneven that's why you all heard my rating uh, or my 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 summary of my opinion last week but chris here chris killian you guys are gonna love him he loved this movie and he is your new hero so chris take the stage and tell us your opinion of eternals
2: so i i want to say with some asterisks there yeah i i I loved it. I think I loved it. Uh, I want to watch it again, uh, but I feel like I probably went into it not excited at all. I did not expect to like it. I was I'm not a fan of the Eternals from the comic books. Uh, That's just they're not characters that I ever got into. So I didn't have high expectations. So go. So that helps. I mean, that helps a lot going into something to be pleasantly surprised about how. How good I thought it ended up being. I thought Chloe's out uh, tackled a lot of heavy themes in the movie that we've not seen in Marvel movies before. Uh, I mean, just a whole range of stuff gets brought up, you know, through the various characters. I mean, there's aging and death and dementia and and sexuality and and our, our place in the universe. I also like, and I'm trying to say this not spoilery, but um, I like when antagonists have. Uh, there when there are complicated stakes right so i love civil war because you've got there's really no antagonist that you've got iron man you've got captain america and careful. they both have careful they both have sides that you can understand right logically you can you can understand why both sides make sense and i think that that's happening in eternals as well without giving away what those stakes are um it you know you y- you can kind of understand where both sides are coming from and it's a and it's a it's complicated and problematic. And I think that, I think Eternals did a really good job with it. I mean, I just, I I think that this is a movie that's got a lot of, um, a lot of thought and and heart into it. And, and I just think that, uh, I think it's going to take a little while for, uh, audiences to maybe catch on to it. Not to say, I I just feel like it's a movie that people are going to appreciate more, uh, in, in a couple of years. But it's not to here's, say that I think here's it's a perfect thing I movie. want to say I think that the movie would have been even better if it wasn't a Marvel movie. I, like, I probably I, I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Like there is a lot to like in this movie. I think that in trying to sew itself into the MCU and add so much history through the lens of 10 new characters, to me, it, it ultimately becomes uneven. And there's things I wanted more of, and there's things I wanted less of, and there's things that I'm like, that doesn't I don't really understand this part. And it's it's I'm, I'm so torn on it because I do. I like the movie a little bit, but overall, I'm just like, it's a lot. It's a lot of movie. There is there are several just exposition dumps, which for me, take me out of a movie. And so it, when it when it just kind of like lays it all out there for you for a very long time. That's like, oh, wow. OK. All
2: right. Yeah, this but is, I yeah. also found it so fascinating how they were how they were able to weave the Eternals kind of through human history and and really like really zero in on the idea that superheroes are mythological, you know, stories in, in and of themselves and, and, and kind of like, you know, how the Eternals represent a lot of the mythology that we think that we know you know as as far you know we see them in mesopotamia and babylon and all these places and it's just it was very fascinating to me i i i thought they did a good job with that but i agree with you about the marvel stuff because i feel like everything that they tried to shoehorn in with like marvel references is where it got like the plot holes you know you could kind of see plot holes and stuff in there and again i'm trying not to Not to give away too much. Like I felt like I know you liked uh, Dane Whitman a lot and I and I'm excited to see what they do with Black Knight, but he was so underused in this movie that I felt like he was kind of shoehorned in a little bit. He was kind of he was kind of forced in the same way that I felt like Wonder Woman was maybe forced in Batman versus Superman, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I
0: mean, and that, but that, I, now I, I feel like I've been playing devil's advocate and I, I feel like I'm just like I'm sounding like a hater on the movie. I certainly did not. I'm just trying to like have a conversation here where we, we have different uh, opinions here because I liked it. You loved it. So, I also like the things I like. Like, I think everybody's going to have a different favorite character. Like, for me, first time watching it, really, really loved Kingo. Still love Kingo. Then the second time around, I really enjoyed Fastos because I thought he was like the character who I could like understands the most and like could relate to the most. And I love how they brought like sexuality to the MCU. They brought the LGBTQ community to the L- MCU. And it wasn't something that like, they had to call some kind of crazy special attention to or treat differently. It just kind of feels like part of the story. So I think that like, I really enjoyed Fastos' story. I really enjoyed Macari, but I wanted a lot more. I really enjoyed Druig, but I wanted a lot more. Like there's stuff with Fina that I liked, but I'm also kind of like, I I, yeah, but it. I, don't so think that I that want to hear can- from
2: you. I don't think leaving you wanting more is necessarily a bad thing. Right. Uh, I think that that's, I mean, that's good, uh, especially for the future of the eternals. Um, but um, I, my favorite was, I actually really enjoyed Gilgamesh and I don't know if this is a I, I don't think this is a spoiler or not, but you know, he's kind of the one, you know, he, he enjoys cooking so much and everything for, for a guy that's going to live like, You know, 7000 years or whatever. I really appreciated that Gilgamesh had gotten so good at cooking because that's I I felt like, oh, I could really I I can get behind that. I mean, how are these guys not amazing at like piano and violin? Just if you're going to live that long, I I would just think that you have a lot more hobbies than they do. But Gilgamesh. Makara has great. a lot of interesting hobbies I think but we That's don't get true. to explore it too much yeah but yeah
0: but yeah there's there I think there's a lot to like in this movie I think some people are really going to love it but I think some people are going to walk out and really not like it and but there's going
2: to be a lot of in between it's a heavy it's a heavy movie though too I mean like you said you know it, it and it's long I mean it, it it is a long movie I it's it I feel very much the way like Eternals is almost it's kind of funny that it's come out close to the same time as Dune because I it's sort of like Dune right like I I love Dune. I think it's a beautiful movie. I also understand why people might not like it or might find it boring, or you know, things of that nature. Like I understand, but I, I just was really surprised by how much I I enjoyed it. I mean, I just think that it was. I think it was great. Also, some of the the action in the movie, uh, the opening scene in particular, and the 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 finale. I mean, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, the fight between. Well, I can't. God, I almost spoiled something yeah. right there. Woof! But Grinch, there, it there. I mean, but there are some like, like because a lot of them have like Justice League type powers, right? And so there were some fights that I was like, "Oh man," made me realize how cool some fights, you know, with other characters, how cool they could really be. So wait, you think Eternals made you like Justice League more? That was that's what no, you no, no, no. That's us? not what I just said. That is not what I just said. But thanks it for trying to like, get the internet on me. It seems like
0: no. I mean, listen. It's also like I gotta say. You, and, and
2: I, I want this, to come this, back this is, and talk is, about this when we can. When we can, yes, this is very
0: much a movie that is going to be very fun to talk about when there's spoilers. There's also something, Chris. You and I talked about this on the phone. There's like a commentary on a, on an aspect of our like real world that is to me the most interesting thing in the film. But there, I cannot even begin to touch on that without spoiling something. And I think it's one of the most intelligent kind of real life parallel metaphorical stories uh, that I really enjoyed about Eternals. Uh, and that's, that's certainly my, the thing I liked the most about this film was, uh, but I, I, I'm like, just kind of beating around. I, the I, thing I know you, what I know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. But it's a, uh, it's really an interesting parallel and, and commentary on, on real world beliefs and people and stuff like that and, yeah uh, anyway, i, I yeah. just
2: think that it, it got way it got way deeper than what i was expecting it to to be um and which marvel has been anyway i mean we've kind of seen this from the disney plus shows i mean you know I, I think it started with civil war and then a lot of the disney plus shows have broached some some pretty sensitive subject material so disney is you know that they're getting a lot better about about allowing some heavier themes into the mdu but um but eternals really touched on some stuff that i was kind of surprised with and did it with you know did it well i thought they handled it really well so um yeah. so I'm, I'm excited to see what other people think about it but i definitely think it's uh i mean it's clearly going to be a love it or hate it sort of movie i think except for I'm, you i don't know man I, I
0: i do see a lot of people who are just kind of i know jet talked to jim after the movie he's kind of just like i liked it you know it's it is what it is. It's 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 a good movie, but I, it's not one that I'm eager to watch. Chris, would you watch this? Like, like, would you open Disney Plus and just put this on again and again?
2: Yeah, not again and again. Uh, I do want to watch it uh, another time or two, but I don't think – again, I don't think that makes a good or bad movie. Oh, right? no, I'm just curious. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, because, like, I love – schindler's list i don't ever want to watch it again you know it's sort of i'm not saying it's as heavy as schindler's list but i'm just using that as an example of a movie that's like really well done but you don't necessarily want to just watch it all the time yeah yeah Um, exactly yeah but it's not like thor ragnarok right where i can put thor ragnarok on in the background and just watch it 24 7 i just love that movie it's not fun in the same way you know but it is a good movie I think I think uh, Eternal is, is good.
0: I, I think it's good. I think it's good. I liked it, and I got it. I feel like what's very, what's a very interesting thing that I have run into, and this is a weird. I know it's going to sound like a weird thing to say and point out, but when you get to the when you have close to two hundred thousand people following your words on Twitter, and a, among those people are fans who are very many of them are very actively like looking forward to hearing somebody's thoughts, which I appreciate. Like it means the world to me that people care what I have to say. A lot of people don't. I know those people don't follow me. I'm glad they don't. If they want to bring negativity, that's fine. But it is a very, it's like a weird pressure to know that there is this many people following looking forward to opinions that I get to go be so privileged to go see a movie early or to whatever, to talk to the people and do these interviews that when I review a film at all, I don't really write very many movie reviews at all, like fully on the site anymore but I will share my thoughts on Twitter. Like I've wrote my thoughts on Eternals. It's way more fun when I love a movie. It's way more fun. I don't want to be the one who comes in there and be like I thought this was just okay or in cases where I really don't like a movie be like I hate this movie or something. Like I'm also never just going to bash a movie. Like if I don't like something I'll say I didn't like it and I'll move on because I don't like having negativity on Twitter or whatever. I'm still going to keep talking about Eternals and having fun with this because I, I enjoyed Eternals and I enjoyed these characters and I'm very much looking forward to seeing them in the future. When I rewrote my tweet about Eternals where I said six out of 10, like 50, a hundred times because I was like, I don't want people to think I hate this, but I also got to be honest about like, I, I don't like, I don't love it. It's fine. It's just a movie that I enjoyed. And so as it anticipated, everybody went nuts said I suck I hate good movies I don't know cinema they brought up the fact that I really enjoyed Black Widow I love Shang-Chi I don't know it seems Shang-Chi is universally loved Black Widow I guess over time has become hated by some people loved by others uh and this one I'm very interested to see what people see but yeah I mean it is very interesting to know that when I just like something that some people haven't seen but think they're gonna love uh that people are gonna tell me my mother's an awful person and uh that all that sh- kind of shit is going to happen on Twitter. So I tried. To, I try to have fun with this stuff. It's way more fun for me when I love this stuff because it's way more fun for everybody else. But I'm also not going to lie to you guys and say I love something when I only just like unli- when I ju- I only just liked it. So yeah, well, it's a very also, interesting
2: position to be in. That's a problem in and of itself, though. Is this assumption that to love something you have to love it entirely? Right. That's mm-hmm. a, that's not true. Like you can love something. Marvel as a whole or a movie and and it can have issues and it cannot be perfect. And you can acknowledge that you can acknowledge and be critical and, and, and still love the thing that you're talking about. You don't have to. You ne- It's not a love it or hate it sort of thing in the sense of like, if you don't love all of it, then you just absolutely hate it. I mean, that's just ridiculous thinking.
0: Yeah, I, I, Yeah, I agree with you um but it is i do try to just separate expectations from my i just wanted to let everybody know i do try to separate like expectations and anything that i think people are going to say in response to my thoughts in any way on social media i try to be as honest as i can and celebrate the things that we love and celebrate some of these movies and all this stuff even when we don't like them we like them we love them whatever uh, and i just try to be honest and have fun with you guys all the time so uh, appreciate the phase zero audience you guys are awesome uh, and Chris, I'm glad you loved it. Aaron Jenna. I'm sorry you guys just had to sit here and be witness to this debate because you guys haven't seen the movie, and I'm very <laughs> excited for you guys to be able to finally weigh in. I know, everybody on phase zero just wants to hear your thoughts as well because you guys have very good opinions so uh, I know you guys have been listening to us anything you guys want to add or ask or anything like that I
3: will will just say yeah first off like all of the stuff over the weekend of like people attacking you for your tweet just made me like I was like I'm just going to get off the internet today because it's like people need to separate the fact from like you can still be excited for a movie and also understand that critics and other people that you follow who have gotten to see it early might have a different opinion than you like you are supposed to weigh the opinion but you're not supposed to take it as gospel. It should not completely zap your ability to be excited for a movie. Um, But also, like I find it interesting, Chris, that you mentioned Dune, because I was kind of thinking, already, not having seen Eternals, but having seen Dune last weekend, it almost seems like because I, I had a whole debate with my my boyfriend and his brother about how they loved the world building of Dune but they didn't really feel emotionally invested for any of the characters and they were kind of waiting of like part two I hope part two like builds out these characters a little bit more and makes it an interesting story to follow and it almost feels like Eternals might be the opposite of that of like you, you love the characters you want to see more of the characters but it's just like the world building and the retrofitting in the MCU might be where it kind of feels a little short so it's interesting that you made that comparison because me just on the outside that's how I am kind of expecting the movie to be at this point,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I do, th- and I liked the the world building. I mean, I mentioned that I sort of liked that the way they weave them into human history, but at the same time, I mean, it's always going to be problematic when you're going backwards trying to fit things in that's already been established. I mean, and that's sort of the MCU plot holes that you know that I all the stuff that I I see and pick a point, and we can kind of I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm so uh, I want to talk about things <laughs> and I can't. Um, but I mean the Thanos thing, right? We all know that the <coughs> Thanos is uh if you know from the comics Thanos has a deviant gene, right? So uh so is and and the Eternals we know from the trailers that they can't interfere unless it's deviant. So on one hand I was like, well, so is a deviant gene in somebody not enough to, you know, to quantify uh interfering, I don't know. So there's just there's a lot of questions. I, that's well, a-
0: So you're saying they should have interfered with Thanos?
2: Yeah, I, I would have thought that uh, that, that should have yeah. uh, you know been enough to qualify. Uh, there, that'll well. be that's a that I agree, and uh, that is an interesting
0: conversation for uh, after the movie comes yeah, out yeah, because yeah, 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 there's, there's so much to unpack in this movie, and even if we if we take that any further, I feel like we're like there. Thanos is not really like the MCU hasn't shown us that Thanos has the the deviant gene or anything. That's for, coming from comics, so we didn't spoil anything from Eternals just yet. So don't worry, we did not. Um, we did not bring something from the movie that you haven't seen in the trailer or from seeing the movie yet. But yeah, that is a huge plot point. Uh, And there there's, there's a Jim says there's a huge plot point we need to talk about because of that after it comes out. Well, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, Jim. Well, you know what? We're done with that now. But you know, long story short, there is so much to talk about in Eternals because there's so much story. Some people are going to love that. Some people will just like it. Some people hate it, whatever. I'm very interested to see what people think in a couple of weeks. But the bottom line is it's a lot of story for me. And I'm very interested to talk about it and see what people think. Um, and I very much look forward to everybody digging up my tweet and telling me I'm a hideous, awful, terribly opinionated person because they loved it. Uh, I know that some people saved my opinion and are just looking forward to trying to dunk on me. Thanks for the quote tweet. That's more people I'm reaching. Uh, I guess, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where we're on today's show. Chris, anything
2: else you want to say about Eternals? No, I want to come back and talk about it when we can talk spoilers because then I can really dive in. But I was trying so hard <laughs> trying so hard not to spoil anything for anyone.
0: I think uh comic book nation host Kofi outlaw very much did not like eternals. And he is yeah. going to be talking about it on Friday. He's been talking about it in the comment section. Uh, so I would, uh, if you want to hear the opinion of somebody who really didn't like it <laughs> and why Kofi's your guy and he's got you on comic book nation on Friday. Uh, I'm pretty lukewarm. You know, if I reviewed it for Rotten Tomatoes, I would have given it a tomato, you know, just by a little bit. Uh, Chris would have, I think, given it a, a real hearty ripe tomato And uh, Jamie did give it a tomato Yeah, it is fresh it is, Listen, Eternals right now at the time of recording Is just holding on to that fresh rating It is at 66% through 80 reviews right now So it's just holding you know, on
2: There's one movie that will always bring me back to, to the the problem with Rotten Tomatoes Is that Hook, Steven Spielberg's Hook has like 15% or something stupid like that and uh and so you know I only put so much stock in the rotten tomatoes because of stuff like that.
3: You just did yeah, Aaron's ass. mind. Like he did not know this information.
2: Like <laughs> one four? Like not four, like one four? Something like Yeah, crazy. it's low. It's in the teens.
0: It's just ridiculous. Oof. Yeah, that's I mean rotten tomatoes is interesting because it's not like a score average of them. It's just like how many people said good or bad, yeah. which I don't I don't have the answer for how to do a better v- version of that but i agree putting stock in rotten tomatoes putting stock in just and crit- all critics in general i am of the opinion go see the movie yourself and form your own opinion if it's a movie you think kofi's just see.
2: said in the comments that i like the eternals more than bad boys one let that sink in first off i didn't say that but it's true it's <laughs> true that's see,
0: chris this is I, I gotta draw the line somewhere bad boys one is cinema okay okay let's go ahead and
2: and stop here before uh before curse words start getting thrown around yikes (laughs) no
0: bad boys two bad boys one two and three are cinema okay yeah
2: let me tell you how much i think of bad boys is i didn't see two and three
0: you're well that and everybody that was the last time you saw chris killian on phase zero (laughs) (laughs) Jim, Jim, that jail cell's looking like the door's just sliding (laughs) open, huh? (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, this was a fun show. Thank you for bringing honest opinions, everybody. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to everybody's takes on Eternals in a couple weeks. Jenna, anything you wanted to add before we head out today? Uh,
3: Nope. Just follow me on Twitter at Hey, It's Jenna Lynn.
1: Aaron Perrine, anything you want to add to today's show today? We better have CK back on once we can talk about this. Because I I can (laughs) listen to YouTube go back and forth about this for like another hour. Um, just ask, ask wait so till you morning. have opinions on this movie. Yeah, no kidding. Oh lord,
2: Did that, <laughs> what does that mean, Brandon?
1: What does that like, <laughs> mean I, 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 I genuinely one, like,
2: go ahead. No, I was just going to say, statistically speaking, I feel like Aaron or Jenna, one of them will love it, and the other will hate it. And I'm curious to see what our tag team is going to be. I don't think anybody's going to hate it.
3: I, I, I think, think it, I'm just going to like it or enjoy it. Like I don't, I don't think I'm going to go to hate. I think it'll just be like, like Brandon said, like you like it, but you don't love it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to like in it Fair. for me. Too much story. And I think other people are going to have similar
3: yeah.
0: pros and cons, different pros Fair. and cons. Oh, are
3: you are you looking at the chat, Aaron? Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah I was yeah, just trying to, I was just trying to verify that. So Wait,
0: what happened? What happened?
3: So um, Geeks Worldwide is saying that there will be a Thunderbolts project in 2023. Going Whoa, we have a post
0: credit scene.
3: In the yeah. show. We have a post-credit post credit scene show. in the show. So
0: what's just yeah. that? hold on. Hold on a second. I know. I need to open up Twitter. We're doing this live, everybody. The show goes on. The show goes on. All right. Uh, we got a chonky edition. We've had a, a couple of... Oh, a, a Shang-Chi sequel is reportedly in development and will oh. head into production in 2023. Yes! Wow. That's great news. 2023. 2022- Marvel is reportedly producing an Okoye project, which will likely be a streaming series. It's expected to begin production in 2023. Yo, what's happening right now? <laughs> oh my! Well, this is all coming from geeks worldwide. Is that somebody inform me on if that is a often reliable source? Marvel Studios is reportedly producing a Thunderbolts movie, which will begin production in 2023. What is going on? <laughs>
3: This is worth it just for your reaction, BD. What is going on? What is
0: this? This is insanity. Thank God we, we, we extended the show. <laughs> I talked too much and we, we got to this point. Thunderbolts is the one I. No, Shang-Chi 2 is what, what I'm most excited for. Definitely. Definitely.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Thunderbolts. Akoya. Jim's just vibrating. Dude, it, it like floating <laughs> off his chair right now. Oh my god! Jim is like, we need to get the articles up on the site. <laughs> Traffic. Yep. Oh, I yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know what happened there. I don't, I don't know, know what that was either. I that's, don't like. That that's that. not <laughs> speculative. Whatever and happened. Was,
0: no. And then it, it morphed into Macho Man. It morphed into. <laughs>
3: Yeah. She
0: do. yeah. all right that's what in a minute we had to have one all right we're gonna end the show before this gets any more out of hand thank you for coming to phase zero episode 42 chris i didn't give you any closing words anything for you
2: <laughs> oh no i think you closed for uh, all of us yeah we might not have to do another show after that
0: i'm your host bd find me at brandon davis bd follow at phase zero cb and we have a quarantine watch party of the amazing spider-man one Tuesday night. I'm about to send an email as soon as this show is over to see if we can get a special guest. No promises. I haven't reached out yet, but we'll see if we can make it happen. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your day, whatever day you're listening to our show.